listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. This is episode 123, where we talk about the changes we've made in our mental mindset, carrying concealed, and the gear we carry every day due to the new normal that people are facing all across the country. As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy episode 123 of Range Minded, the changes we've made in the new normal. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long, and I am joined as always by... Oh, by Steve Zimmerman. The one, the only, the man, the myth, the billy goat. From the far east. Yeah, we were just talking off air about I have the longest facial hair I've ever had and and still going. Now, is that quarantine related or do you think you'd be doing it either way? Oh, I don't care about quarantines. I've been working nonstop. Oh, yeah. uh, Yeah, I I just got bored. I think I've been growing it since April. I think I shaved in April. That's impressive. And I haven't shaved again. Well, I, I shouldn't say I haven't shaved again. It is just from the from the bottom lip down. Right. And so I, no mustache maybe at all. You can, yeah, no, I like it without the mustache, actually. It's not a bad look. It's a very maybe, metal maybe look. Maybe it looks a little goofy. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine uh, Lars from Metallica. Yeah. Only only poor, poor and bald and 20 years <laughs> younger. Do you play the drums? Actually, no. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> I, I've I've teetered with them or, or tinkered with sure. them. Sure. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I do not. Well, that's okay. We we still appreciate you. I remember I tried to grow uh, my I tried to grow my beard out once and uh, it didn't look good. I looked homeless. So. <laughs> Well, it's better than being actually homeless. That is true. That is true. Because I have more. I have. And you could. Uh, I was going to say you can stand out front of Walmart and, and get some extra cash. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I don't really want to be anywhere right now because the world is a little bit crazier, um, you know, than we're used to. It is stupid. And uh, that's what we're talking about today. Just how um, our uh, defensive. um ideas have carried or uh how our defensive tactics have changed how carrying has changed um how our mental mindset has changed um with all this crazy stuff going on and and i guess the question should be to our listeners have you changed yours or should you change yours right um i guess it just depends um on where you are i think this question is um, very geographical, geographically dependent. Yeah, I would, I would say that's probably pretty accurate. I think there's maybe some base level things that, um, maybe everybody can agree on, um, you know, as, as kind of a baseline, but I think it's very, you know, if you're in a big city, as opposed to a small town, as opposed to in the middle of nowhere, you know, it's going to be very, very uh, different depending on your geographic situation. So, um, yeah, but you were but, actually, but would you go ahead? Would you say, would you say that no matter where you live, um, that maybe, maybe the, the sentiment is, is people are being a little bit more cautious and observant. I would say so. And I would also, I would also venture to say that people are more on edge just in general. Yeah. And that's no good. Anyway, sorry, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say it's, um, 
I think there's a baseline that everybody kind of should be at, but, um, you know, like I said, it's geographically dependent. If you are in a big city or a small town or whatever, I think there's some things that everybody can agree on and that every, everybody should basically know, you know what I mean? And, and the first of that really would be just basic firearms and, or basic firearms, you know, operation and manipulation. And as well as, um, you know, kind of the mental mindset of carrying, whether you carry or not. Yeah. Because the first thing that comes well, to mind, and I think, Oh yeah, sorry. No, that's okay. The, fir- the first thing that comes to mind for me is that as a concealed carrier, we've talked about it before where you have to basically be able to walk away from every argument, every taunt, any, every, anybody trying to, give you crap throughout the day or to, to goad you into a confrontation, you have to kind of defer uh, and deflect and be able to walk away from that. Um, And I think a lot of people just in general, whether you carry, whether you don't carry, whether you're a firearms person or not could probably benefit from learning that mindset and adopting that mindset. Because I think there's just a lot of people with a lot of crazy tempers out there right now. And a lot of people are very emotionally charged. Yeah, I would agree. I think I think it's important to understand that all the recent um, well, I don't want to even call them shootings, like the Kyle Rittenhouse and that that one in Portland where the Trump guy got shot. I think it's important that all those those things could have been avoided if uh, if you, they just didn't go to those places. Right? I I think you're. I think the first step to really uh, avoiding any kind of danger is just avoid. Don't go there. Right. You know, if you know there's a pro, if you know there's a protest, um, or maybe some kind of a danger or whatever, um, in, in the city near to you, just don't go. Like avoid it. Even though I can understand, like you want to be a patriot or or whatever, you want to you want to stand up for your rights and and be there in support of the police or or whatever. But just understand that things can turn south quickly and. Like you're saying, as a as a concealed carry holder, we have to hold ourselves to a different standard. So why dance the line um, on being a place where you may have to use a firearm? If you want to protest, like we have the right to protest, we have the right to assemble, sure. absolutely. Yeah. But you just got to be, you got to put that in the calculation where could there be violence? Am I going to a place where I may have to use that firearm? Um and then if you do, you have to be able to verbally articulate the danger and justify your actions um, after that shooting. So I would say step one would be just avoid those places. Sure. And you know what? I would I would say to take that in a different step is that if you don't want to maybe avoid those places, maybe your convictions are that you want to express your you know right to protest and to, uh, to assemble publicly, maybe you know, don't bring a firearm just to avoid any confrontations or whatever, um, and have an exit strategy. You know, uh, I meant to put those in opposite orders where, you know, have an exit strategy, no matter what, whether you're carrying a firearm (laughs) or not. But I think at sometimes if you're not carrying a firearm, then depending on the kind of person you are, you would be more likely to find an exit and, and get away from the situation faster rather than stay deciding to try to stay and fight. If you have a firearm on you, does that make sense? Yeah, and I think that comes with. I know we we beat the education horse to death all the time, but I think 
being in a class over and over again, taking different classes, that ha- helps that situational awareness to know, hey, this this is getting a little out of hand. Uh, sure. Or, hey, even, even the beginning, like, I'm not going to go any farther into the crowd than right here because I know my pickup's two blocks away, and I know I'm going to get there without too much uh, – too much resistance so i'm going to stay right here um so education is key to to observing what's going on around you right well and Um, situational awareness is one of those big things yeah i mean that's probably the biggest thing i've changed right now i mean i I try and carry every day no matter where i'm at like i I try to keep something on me right um now notice i didn't say a gun but i try to keep something some kind of a tool with me or within uh, within a few feet of me all the time. Sure. Um, but, but what I think I've heightened for me so far is, is I'm spending way less time on my phone. I'm spending way less time, you know, in the white, right. no matter where I'm going. If I'm, I'm in a restaurant, I'm looking at everybody. I'm watching the cars like more than normal. Like we've, we've had this conversation before about what my son and I do like at restaurants and, and walking around the mall. Sure, but I think, yeah. I think I've pumped it up just a, a little bit. Oh um, yeah. Which I, yeah, I think is super important because we don't know what, when or where, how. Yeah. Know? I mean, I'm, just, I'm hundred percent more situationally aware of what's going on and who's around and even just walking like, from the grocery store out to the parking lot, no matter what time of day or anything like that, because there's just, you just never know, you know what I mean? And it, it's a yeah. good exercise to have anyway. Um, but it's not, um, it's not easy, you know, it's not an easy thing to keep up with sometimes. No. And, and you really just have to start doing it. I yeah. Mean, you, you just can't, you can't just say, Oh, I'll worry about that later. You just, even if you make mistakes, do it. Like we talked about the game, right? You go in the restaurant and oh, say, yeah. oh, how many, how many people with red shirts on or where's the egg? Just make it a game with, with your, your significant other, or like with my son and I, we do it or, or with some buddies when you go, go out to the bar or whatever, just like just start doing it and that you'll get better at it. And you'll find yourself seeing more things than you thought you saw. It's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. It almost becomes automatic. And you brought up a good point too, where um, I'm going to use it to, to piggyback off of the point that I said, where if you are going to, you know, any kind of demonstration or something like that, when I said, bring, don't, maybe don't bring a firearm. That doesn't mean don't be prepared. Um, You know, you know, you could bring, you know, pepper spray or a knife or some kind of defensive tool if you wanted to. Um, but one other thing that I think has been very, very, you know, on the, on the forefront of my mind, at least is to put together a med kit and carry that with me kind of wherever I go and to take some medical classes on top of that. Yeah. Which we, we keep talking, we're going to do, uh, we will have a show on the, on a medical trauma class here shortly. We just want to make sure we have an expert. Hopefully shortly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because uh, I don't have enough expertise to call myself an expert on this at all. Right. Experience, I guess. But but absolutely, um, you you should have that ability anyway, that knowledge anyway, even even a very rudimentary knowledge of of uh, CPR or whatever. You, it's just good to have. Yeah, and um, and you probably should be carrying a med kit because even if you have. 
let's say you're not carrying anything else except for a, a small med kit or something and you're at a demonstration, you know, whatever side you're on and you come across somebody that's injured and you can't do anything to help them. That's not a great situation to be in, you know? No. And obviously you can't carry a med kit big enough for every possible scenario. Right. Um, but at least create a, an IFAC, an individual first aid kit for you to carry. Um, and then if by chance you need to use that for somebody else, there's still something there. Yeah. And I mean, even if you fall down and scrape your knee, you've got kind of a, a boo-boo kit, if nothing else, you know, <laughs> the bug out boo-boo kit. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but that's a good question too. Have you decided to carry more gear with you as you go along? Maybe instead of just carrying a, a concealed firearm, maybe you, you carry a bag with you wherever you go instead of maybe just what's in your pockets. Um, uh, so the other couple of weeks ago, we went out of town, um, not too far from here. Sure. Uh, for some family stuff. Anyway, um, I decided to carry a small single sling backpack with me. Um, sure. And in there, you know, it was it was hot where we went, so I had some bottles of water in there. But I carried some other um, life saving devices <laughs> uh, just in just in case, like completely nothing that I would carry otherwise. Sure. Um, but something that uh, seemed benign enough that I didn't didn't think it would be a problem or I felt guilty maybe of carrying or whatever. Uh-huh. But also a device that I knew um, if I had to deploy that it would get people's or, or the bad person's attention. It would be, you um, would be in, a, in an okay spot. As, as cryptic as possible, right? But, right. but it, it wasn't a firearm. I'll, I'll put it that way. It was not a gun, um, but, it, but it was a, another one of my my handheld devices that uh, comes in handy. And I think that's one of the things that you can think about is that you don't always necessarily have to have a firearm handy. I mean, I, I, you know, we've talked about it before. It's, it's a lethal force thing. It's, it's a, a life or death situation, but there's a lot of other situations that are a lot more likely that you could be in. That's not necessarily life or death. It might just be a hairy situation one way or the other. And it doesn't hurt to be prepared for that. You know? Yeah. I've actually watched and, uh and, I, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say and I think it's fair to say that some of these situations um I, I mean we also we we've, we've talked about it before. You don't just go straight to the gun, right? Sure um, don't. In, in in any kind of situation like like we've mentioned in the very beginning is is you need an an exit strategy. You the idea is to leave um if you can leave. Uh but sometimes, you know, it it doesn't mean though that oh, I can't escape. I'm just going to shoot the person. Well, that doesn't work either. Right. Um, you, you need to meet the level of threat with the proper amount of, of force to stop the threat. And sometimes that could be pepper spray. I mean, it, it could be a, just the sound of a taser. And I know like when I hear the taser, that gets your attention. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it doesn't have to be again. Right. Just like, no, it sure doesn't. And that's what I was going to say is, so I, uh, one of the YouTube channels that I follow is, uh, the lucky gunner. Um, yep. and, uh, I was interested that, uh, he came up with a video called the backpack gun project where, um, he talks about an AR or and a nine millimeter AR 15 platform gun that he, um, actually deploys out of a backpack. Um, which yeah. sounds a little like overkill depending on the situation you're in, but, um, he goes through kind of all of that, um, 
you know, what if situations and what, what his reasoning is behind it and when he decides to, to carry that firearm in that way. Um, but what was really interesting to me, and he kind of glossed over it a little bit in the, in the, um, in the video is that he talks about how in, in the backpack, there's enough room to carry this, you know, the, the firearm that he has, um, plus his med kit plus bear spray. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and he goes, you know, because not every situation is, you know, pulling out a firearm, you know, it's a do or die thing. And I was like, bear spray. Like he goes, that's more than enough to, to get yourself out of any, (laughs) you know, terrible situation, be that as it may. And he brought up a good point where, you know, if you're in a, you know, let's say you're maybe trying to, let's say you're in a big city. We talked about the geographic differences or whatever, you know, you know, where you live and where I live, we're in relatively small towns compared to major cities. And so we don't really have to commute through heavily populated areas, maybe to go to work or maybe to get from, you know, get back home or something like that, or to go to the grocery store. Right. You know, there are some people, especially in, in huge major cities like Chicago, New York, L.A., Portland, Seattle, any of those places where maybe you don't have a car and maybe you have to walk to the grocery store to get your groceries or to get something that you need or go to the doctor or whatever. Um, and right. you, you, you just don't have a car because that's not, you know, not necessarily what you have. Um, or, or you don't need a car in, in the way that you live, but you still want to be able to protect yourself. Um, you know, especially because maybe in between the grocery store and where you live, there's a demonstration going on and there's police officers, you know, right up in the face of protesters of, of some kind or another. And that's the only way you can go to get to the grocery store or to the doctor or whatever. Um, and you could be caught kind of, I hate to say the the word in the crossfire, but you could be caught in the middle or in between those two groups. And what are you going to do? And what are you going to have prepared to get out of that situation? You know? Well, and, and the possibility of having a flash mob, I mean, that's what you're kind of alluding to is sure. sometimes those, those demonstrations in those big cities, they, they just kind of erupt. They just happen. And, uh, yeah, you could stuff be, can pop off. You could be in quickly. the mall for, for, you could be in the mall for, for 45 minutes and come out. And, and it's not the same as when you walked in. And, uh, that's, that's what you're saying is like, you need to have options. And I like that he, he mentioned bear spray. Um, and I think I'm going to actually, st- I don't carry pepper spray. Um, I was watching a video from, from John Korea. Yeah, uh, of a road rage, road rage incident. He posted this video not too long ago, um, where the pepper spray definitely de-escalated the situation. Really? Um, yeah. This this it was in Russia. This dude gets out. Well, there there it's a you know a few minutes of video. The, the guy cuts this other guy off, and obviously you know you can kind of guess the scenario about sure how they react. And and the aggressor gets out of his car, and he he comes up to this guy in in the car that happens to have the dash camera. And whatever words are said, it doesn't matter. You kind of get the gist just by the body language of, of what wants the guy wants to happen. But then he, instead he gets a face full of pepper spray and, uh, <laughs> and you could see that that's, that stopped the situation right away. Yeah. Um, I mean the guys, he he was soaking wet with paper, pepper spray. Oh man. Uh, and, and the, the victim, I guess in that case just drove off, no harm, no foul. And that was it. Um, yeah. Have you ever uh, been I, around pepper spray at all? Oh uh, yeah, a little bit. It's not um, great. Actually, one of them, I have a, a the range I used to work at here. They used to teach OC classes. Really? Um, yeah. Interesting. But they was they would start with yeah they would start with training 
uh, canisters, which is obviously way better right? Uh, to train with. <laughs> but the end of the class, and I never took the class, but the end of the class, yeah, you get, you get sprayed. Ugh. So you understand, you understand that it's not a toy. Right. Yeah. I was in a, you know, um, I was in a college dorm once good. and, um, somebody decided to spray a little bit of pepper spray in the corner because they had it just to see what it was like. And about 15 seconds later, there was about half a dozen people in the dorm and they were like, what is that? And everybody starts coughing and get out of the room, but we kept coughing and even just spraying a little bit away from the direction of everybody else. And everybody started coughing. It was terrible. Yeah. That, that capsicum. So, um, if, just so you understand, like pepper spray is just that it's, it's uh, they use a portion of the plant, a pepper plant, right, or the fruit of the plant, I guess, and uh, it's kind of concentrated and it is very agitative to the lungs and eyes. Like it, it attacks the mucous membranes and everything. It's it's pretty cool. It's effective. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it's uh, lethal, but it's definitely um, discomforting, and you don't want to be anywhere yeah. near it when it's deployed. So, I mean. You know, I think a lot of people maybe poo-poo pepper spray um, as a defensive tool, but it's not anything to laugh at. I don't. I wouldn't want to be sprayed by no. it. That's for damn sure. Well, and there's definitely some downsides to pepper spray, conventional canisters, uh, because it's an aerosol. Uh, if if it's a windy day and you happen to be downwind from the bad guy, um, there could be some unintended consequences. You could end up being the victim of the of the spray yourself. Right. So there, there are some other options. Uh, Kimber made, um, and I don't know if they make it anymore. It's basically looked like a little Derringer, almost a little pistol with two, uh, two canisters in it. Oh, sure. And it was a, it was a gel instead of a mist. Oh, interesting. And it would stay. Yeah. It would shoot like 35 feet with like a three inch, uh, a three inch gel blob. Hmm. And it, it seemed to be pretty effective just for that reason, for the, for the wind, you know, Sure. Not a terrible idea. Excuse me. Yeah. But the bear spray, that's just, that's just a big old canister of pepper spray. And I imagine it may be a little more potent even. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I I don't know for sure either, but I would say it's probably a little more, um, a little more potent and a little more concentrated for sure. So, um, but I was just surprised, you know, that, that somebody brought that up, that you don't necessarily have to um, always think about deploying a firearm. There are a lot of other options before that that you can deploy um, to get yourself out of a situation. Because remember, that's the goal of anything where, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, you're being, you know, stuck up in a robbery or something like that just during a random day or random night and make down, you know, turn down a wrong corner or something like that. Or if, you know, you're caught in between a riot or whatever and, um you know, you have options and, yeah. and and the more options that you carry with you, the the better I think equipped you're going to be and the more level headed you may be as well. Yeah. And, and an alternative to pepper, I was just thinking about this. There is an alternative to pepper spray. Say you're in an office or, um, you know, even in a, a school, maybe at some kind of a, a place where you're, if you're an administrator or something, you can't have pepper spray for some, some reason, you know, right. uh, you can actually use hornet spray as well. Really? Um, because it, it's not lethal to humans, but it definitely is unpleasant. Sure. So yeah. That's it's a, not going to be another great. option as well. Didn't, I never thought about that. Yeah. And you can get that at any yeah. kind of hardware store or anything. 
and that stuff you can get to it sprays in a stream to like 30 feet too so yeah you can uh you, you can aim it at somebody's face and they're not gonna like it i've sprayed some hornets before so i know how that goes <laughs> I would not it's want not that. lethal so I, yeah i would not want that anywhere anywhere near me though no so well that's yeah i mean hopefully it gives you some options about what you can do um you know, I've thought about too. At Nick Nick uh, Hoffer brought this up. We did this a few episodes ago, um, talking about maybe having a plate carrier or co- some of that extra gear that maybe you don't think you need. I know that um, folks like T Rex Arms um, has have really, um, really been pushing the idea of having kind of a um, like a a modern citizen kind of loadout, I guess, or a kit um, where they have um, you know a, a full carrier a plate carrier you know loaded up with mag you know mag mag holders and all that kind of stuff um you know a helmet and comms and all this kind of stuff and and a battle belt or whatever and it's like yeah in an ideal world if i had a spare three thousand dollars that would be great um (laughs) that's the that's the thing it's like some of this this cool guy stuff is so freaking expensive and especially right now like before we got on the show you guys know i bought a a five seven ruger or ruger 57 yes but I can't, I can't find that ammo anywhere. I've had that gun for almost a month and it's still a virgin. It's still sitting in the box. Man. Su- super frustrating. Um, but I was telling Mark that I did find some on a major auction firearms auction site. Uh, normally that stuff in a, in a, a normal time frame is about 40 to 60 cents around, but some, um, well, you can hear my dog a little bit up there. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but some advantageous entrepreneur decided to put it on there for a dollar. I think it's about a dollar sixty around now. So, um, and and he's going to get it. They'll they'll sell it for that because you can't find it anywhere. So right now it stinks to to get to a place where you want some high speed cool guy stuff because everybody's going to be charging a premium because everybody's concerned right now. That is supply and demand. I mean, I think I and and to Nick's credit. I give him a lot of crap, but I, I to to his credit, he did bring up um, having a battle belt more than anything else. If you had to buy any piece of kit, you could buy yeah. a um, a battle belt other than anything else because you can hold a lot of stuff on there, um, and it's around your hips, which carries weight a lot better, and you're going to be able to move a lot more than if you carry some kind of, or you have some kind of plate carrier or whatever. You know what I mean? I think that's a great place yeah. for people to start if you are concerned because carrying something like that in your trunk or, uh, you know, in the backseat of your truck or something like that, that's a lot more deployable than, than like a plate carrier or anything like that. Although I am, I mean, admittedly a proponent of having armor, because if you're going to be able to, if you're going to worry about being in a situation where you're going to have to deploy an AR or whatever, then you want every advantage you can. And if that's a, if that's a case of having a, 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 plate carrier of some kind even if you wear it under a hoodie or something like that in a riot kind of situation or a you know a protest gone wrong that's not the worst thing in the world i'm going to admit no i i try to carry something in in my vehicles like if i'm going out of town or if i you know even driving across the state i i have something that i can put on and take with me just in case because you never know like there's, sure. there's countless scenarios, even to the point of like a red dawn scenario, right? So something crazy <laughs> happens and, and you're going to have to kind of go, go it on your own for a little bit. And, 
and hightail it somewhere on foot. I mean, that, there's not saying that that's going to happen and I hope it doesn't happen, but you never know. You just sure. you can't plan for everything. So one of my favorites is uh, my favorite kind of um, statements is from Paul Harrell. Good old Paul Harrell. He talks about how um, the likelihood of situations to happen, like a Red Dawn situation, probably not very likely to happen, but maybe yeah, it's you, pretty low. Yeah. Maybe you get into a road rage situation or you get into some kind of um, altercation where you're not able to, you know, escape and you need to defend yourself. You know, that's a little more likely or the fact that maybe, you know, he goes, the fact that, you know, three to five guys are going to break into your house with, you know, armed rifles and full gear and blah, blah, blah. That's not very likely, but the fact that somebody on drugs or mentally disturbed may break into your home and you need to defend yourself, that's That's a little bit more, you know, probable. And so having something to defend yourself, um, you know, is probably a good idea. Yeah. So it's just a good idea. It's just a good idea. And the other thing, you know, it, go, it goes back to that old statement. It's better to have it and not need it. And need it and not have it. Exactly. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's it might be an, an, an expensive investment or whatever, but if you get a good plate carrier or a good battle belt, I mean, or both, that's something that can last you a long time. I mean, even even if you wanted to go like full end of the world S S H T F situation, you could you can buy some pretty good gas masks. <laughs> Hey, I know where I can get them too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't pay much for them. You can fall down the uh, the rabbit hole about those things, and uh, oh boy, you know. But I mean, if let's, but then again, you think about maybe if you're walking home from work or something in a major city, and um, you know, you see start to see tear gas being thrown or something. You never, I mean, it all depends on what your situation is. You know, like I said, we, I think we're you and I are both pretty lucky, and and most of the people in Idaho are pretty lucky that we don't have to worry about anything like that. Um, because I think most people here are kind of independent and do their own thing. People don't really gather in a huge crowd and, and upset, uh, the status quo. Um, you know, but if you, if you're listening to this and you live in a major city or, uh, you know, somewhere that's a little bit different, you got, you have different considerations you have to think about. And, and on top of that, you have different laws you have to think about too, you know? Yeah, you need to make sure that you're maintaining uh, m- maintaining order that way, too. You don't want to become a, a felon just because you think you need to be. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's a place where you're, you know, in a city or a municipality where you're not allowed to conceal carry, and you do, and you use that in self-defense. Um, you're going to run this, run into some issues, even if you were yeah. fully justified, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to articulate why you felt that way. You got to remember that, too. Right. You got to be able to defend your actions. Right. Uh, just for fun, while you're we talking about, you know, battle belts and whatever, I jumped on G Code's website. I, I kind of like looking at their stuff. They yeah. actually have a new, it's called a two by two. It's just a, it's not a plate carry, but it's a, just a chest rig that holds two AR mags and two pistol mags. And it's under 200 bucks. There you go. And it's, it's not much, but it might be just enough and it's not bulky or huge it's pretty simple it's not bad and sometimes simple is the name of the game especially when it comes to mobility and being able to run i mean if you if you've got you know real armor on and or you know that stuff is heavy we talked about that a little bit off air where it's like you're a lot less mobile and you know depending on your situation if you fall into some water maybe you're on the coast or something you could sink real fast yep 
Yep, it could be a bad day. Yeah. Um, so it, you talked about ammo a little while ago and how you can't find ammo. There's a lot of people who can't find ammo right now. Have you been shooting less? Yeah. In fact, I was just talking about this with my son today. We we want to go shooting, but I, I've had to cut back a lot. Um, there is still ammo out there. There's places you can find. Like I went into a couple local retailers uh, yesterday. Um, I can still get AR... I can still get some nine. I can get 40. Um, it's just, there's, you know, restricted amounts of quantity and it's a little bit more money than what we're used to paying. Sure. Um, I wish I had a crystal ball to say, yeah, it's going to drop in the next four months or it's going to go up for the next six months. Uh, my guess is it's going to probably go up in price a little bit here in the next little while, at, at least till the new year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same. But you can you can complain all you want about the prices. Um, you're going to end up paying the money if you want to do it. Like that's just the way it is right now. Yeah. So you might as well might as well get it while you can get it, even in limited quantities. You can argue about the price all you want. You can you can piss and moan about spending fourteen fifteen dollars a box for nine or more. Um, <clears throat> but at least you're going to have some nine millimeter or whatever whatever cartridge you're shooting. Sure. And we talked, we talked about it a while ago with having a, um, a stockpile a little bit and not shooting that, um, you know, but maybe, you know, just buying ammo every time you do go and maybe you're spending, you know, five or 10 bucks more, but you know, is it worth it to you to be able to shoot, you know, um, or, um, just doing dry fire practice more. I find myself doing a lot of dry fire practice right now, just when I have some spare time or from watching TV or whatever, or, um, you know, if I, if I think about it, you know, I'll, I'll unload and move the ammo away from the, you know, the handgun or whatever, and just do some dry fire practice just to, just to make sure I still have my grip is the right way. And then the trigger press is the right way. And that doesn't cost anything. Right. And it, it, and it's still effective. It, it does its job. Um, and there's lots of good dry fire practice videos out there that kind of can give you an idea of, of things to focus on. Um, definitely. But it's still, there's, it's still a, a good to hone your skills. And honestly, I think that, and it does, I mean, it's proven it, it helps, you know, if you're jerking the trigger or whatever, anticipating recoil, that helps a lot. Just, just dry firing that gun. Yeah. And you can also get, you know, you can get yourself a Mantis X or something like that. Uh, there's a lot of different kind of training tools for dry fire. If you want to do that, where you don't have to spend the money on ammo, you know, but you can spend the money to to train at home either way. Absolutely. And, and you should be, you should be keeping up on it. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Like you said, with the situational awareness and, and just even looking around or whatever, and, and maybe being a little bit nicer to people, because I think that's probably something that we could all do. Yes. And I think that's, you know, because that, that was one of my other questions for you is that there's so many, like I said, at the beginning, there's people are so like wound very, very tight right now. I think everybody's baseline stress level is a lot higher than it should be. Um, what can, you know, not even just as a, as a firearms enthusiast or as a shooter or concealed carrier, what, what do you think that we could do as people just to, to chill everybody out a little bit? Well, I think, I think being a grown up uh, helps a lot. Um, like you're saying, I, most people are just miserable and upset. I, I right. think we mentioned this before. I was talking to a friend of mine that volunteers for QRU in, in a local town. 
Um, and he was saying that, you know, suicide calls, domestics, child, all that stuff is up. People are, are tired of being stuck inside. People are getting sure. agitated and in, and then we all have to go out and go shopping. You know, people don't want to wear masks. People, you know, have, are, are very passionate on both sides of the fence on that issue. Yep. Um, er, like you're saying, everybody is just on edge. Uh, cooler heads will always prevail. Just, just chill out. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get really angry too sometimes, uh, when I go to, excuse me, when I go to town, but we don't want to be an aggressor. We want to, we want to try and be a, you know, a nice even keel during the storm. Um, because when we're calm, we have better situational awareness. Um, we'll, we'll know the situation before it arises, if we can see it. And if we're arguing with somebody about a stupid mask, um, we may not see a, you know a left hook coming in or something either. You know we're we're going to be too focused on what we think is the problem, and then there really is another problem happening. Sure. So the first thing is 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 to just be level headed and courteous, man. Just be kind. That I really think that's what's missing in the world right now is just kindness. Sure. And I you know I think you bring up a good point where there are bigger things in the world right now than to be arguing over something silly. You know whatever you deem yeah. to be silly or not, and I'm not going to tell you. Um, and I think. You know, honestly, kind of as a point of pride in the Idaho way is just to, you know, live your life the way that you want to, as long as you're not bothering anybody else and let somebody else do the same. And so I think that, you know, not um, bothering other people as they're living their life, (laughs) I think is definitely something, um, you know, not just as a concealed carrier, but um, as, you know, just a a genuine person. Um, That's some good words to live by, you know. Yeah, I mean, it. it's hard sometimes because, you know, sometimes we have to eat our own words and sometimes we just, we have to walk away even though we know we're right in a situation or we feel like we're right in a situation. We just got to walk away. It's not worth the problem. Exactly. And that's, you know? like I said, that's, that's the concealed carry mindset that you should be having. Um, but at the same time, you know, it's something that, you want to keep in mind, I think no matter what now, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, is there anything else? Cause you, you were the, actually, you, you were the guy that suggested this episode. Is there anything else that you think <laughs> has changed? Um, you know, that you, that you've been doing differently. I mean, we've kind of covered gear selection we've covered tactics and, uh, mental mindset and, and all that. Is there anything else that you have been, uh, that's been at the front of your mind? Um, you know, it's kind of helped me this, this whole thing, quarantine stuff's kind of helped me put in perspective the importance of, um, of people, mostly family, Yeah, you know, spending more time with my family. Um, but it's interesting to see the psychology of it all, how, how people are, um, in situations. This, as stupid and terrible as this, this whole quarantine thing is, it could be much, much worse. Sure. Um. I mean, we you know look back towards you know how Berlin was during World War II and what what the just the populace of Germany had to deal with you know during during wartime or or whatever. Like our situation could be so much worse. Sure. Um, and so to immediately go doom and gloom right now uh, is 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 a little silly, I think. Um, but it does still help me realize that, you know, my family and, and friends and, and like minded individuals are, um, are important to keep close to you. 
Definitely. Uh, and uh, uh, you need a network, whether it be just your family or um, – boy, I don't want to make it sound like – I'm not saying like join the militia or anything because that's not what <laughs> I'm saying. But but it's good to have people in your community that you know you can rely on when things get tough. Um, yeah. And, and maybe situations like now help us see who those people are. Definitely. I mean, you have to have a community and network of people um, and people that you trust, you know, whether that's um, – you know, something, you know, inconvenient or something catastrophic. I mean, there's got to be people that you have to depend on and everybody has different, you know, a different set of skills, you know, and everybody has um, their own specialties. And I think that's something that uh, maybe a lot of people don't think about. And if you have a nice network of people that you can depend on, um, you know, whether in times of inconvenience or time in times of crisis, that is going to serve you a lot more than just, um, you know, necessarily bugging out or being on your own. Um, actually, John John Lovell, the Warrior Poet Society, um, in a yeah, it, it was a, it was a great video, but the video title was a little clickbaity. He talks about how he doesn't have a bug out bag anymore because in a situation where he's at home, like he might have a get home bag or something like that. But you know, in the situation, if something was really that bad, he's not going to bug out and abandon all of his friends and family and the people that he loves, they're going to stick together and, and have a network and have a defensive kind of, um, you know, team of people, um, that are like-minded that have a different, a varied skill set and that can survive together. And I thought that was really, really poignant. And, and think about the, the wisdom in that, like, right. Uh, we think about all those people leaving California, moving to Boise or, you know, somewhere other than California. Um, but there's a side of it's like, why don't you just stay there and fight for your state? Like why? Cause look at John, John's not doing that. Like he's going to fight for his home and, and his friends around him. Right. Uh, why, why would you just see you guys? Well, sucks to be you. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And, and sometimes it, it's a David and Goliath scenario, just like it is in California. Like if it's just one person, it's not going to work. Sure, um, it's not going to be. If it's a thing. just five, five, if it's five people, it may not work. But uh, I guarantee that there's people that feel the same way you do about a lot of the things that are going on. Um, you just got to be be willing to uh, put yourself out there and find those people. Yeah. Um, or honestly, you have to also be willing to realize that you may be wrong. Yeah, and that you have to be open-minded and think about the reality of situations. That's another thing is that, um, you know, regardless of whether you have a group of people you trust or not, um, is that how prepared are you? I mean, do you have the thing, the gear that you need? Do you have the, the medical gear that you need or anything like that? Or can you be at your home for two weeks without going anywhere? I think that's, I think it's this, the, the situation currently has shown kind of how fragile, um, you know, society can society be can get, exactly. Yeah. And how things can break down, whether you're in a town or a city or a, a, you know, a rural area or whatever. I mean, you know, let's say you, you are in a rural area, but maybe you travel to a city every once in a while, you know, to get something or because you, you have family there and then, you know, something hits the fan there at that city. You're not going to be able to go there anymore or whatever. You know, there's, there's a lot more interdependency, yeah. I think in the country than people think. And, um, you know, you have to sometimes, you know, be able to rely on yourself. And there's some confidence that comes, comes in that, um, you know, in, in being able to rely on yourself or to have that network of people. But, um, 
you know what's what this has shown me is that there's a lot of a lot of places that my skill set and uh even the gear that i have is is lacking you know yeah oh yeah 100 percent. i feel the same way like um honestly like if i was to really think introspectively about uh even the guns that i own right what's in my safe right now yeah honestly i should be selling i should be just selling a bunch of my stuff and and just keeping it simple you know, sure s- sell everything sell everything but my glocks because that's what i'm most familiar with um and and an ar or two or three or five you know whatever um <laughs> because why why make it more more confusing for you know me and and my family if we have to have to defend ourselves for some reason right? right why not just keep everything consistent right but because because i like collecting guns i i probably won't do that um whatever but still though you you got to adapt you got to understand that things can get crazy and you're right society is super fragile um i don't think it's crazy to have you know 72 hours worth of food in your home just in right. case right uh some people think oh that's a prepper mentality but it's those same people that are are going to be uh doing crazy things to eat because they didn't they didn't think about something in advance and honestly i feel bad for the people in the big cities because if they lose power if or if truck drivers can't come in and and stock the shelves in the grocery stores they're not not going to know how to survive because they've only gone to the grocery stores or restaurants to get food sure and some people you know are in a food desert where you know the nearest grocery store is a mile or more away and if you have bedlam going on it's you know are you going to just carry an a i mean even even as much as maybe we'd like to think so, but are you going to carry an AR all the way to the grocery store slung across your back? And then, you know, it's going to make you a huge target. Well, and it makes me feel bad when you look at some of these riots um, that are going on in some of these inner cities, that's exactly the scenario that they're creating for the majority of those people that live there. They're burning down shops and, and gas stations and stuff and making it impossible for people that just have enough money to go you know walk down the street to to get the essentials well that shop's gone so now what are they going to do right well sorry it's no good well i think we've fallen down a rabbit i think we've fallen down a rabbit hole enough (laughs) and uh, had enough doom and gloom but um maybe on an optimistic note you know things will pick up as we get into the uh last uh quarter of the year here and um you know ammo will be cheap again yeah because that's one thing yeah, to remember I think, too. I think, well, we just talked about attitude and mindset not too long ago. And I think it's important that you keep, uh, keep a good perspective, keep a good attitude. Um, and, and there's always a bright side. I mean, there's always opportunity to help somebody. There's always opportunity to grow. Um, just like we talked in a previous episode, you know, you may not have ammo, but there's still classes being taught. Right. Take, take some classes, maybe med classes, survival, whatever, take a class learn educate yourself amazon's still selling books you know you can spend some time uh improving that that gray matter you know on top of your body (laughs) yeah to learn a little bit we talked about that with adam adam boyce last episode we recommended a lot of good books and a lot of good videos and a lot of good people to to learn from um and the other thing too is that you i mean if we want to be optimistic you can think about life after all of this uh after all of this uncertainty where there's going to be 5 million or more new gun owners in the U S how are we going to help those people be good stewards of the second amendment and how we're going to, how are we going to bring even more responsible gun owners into the fold that way? Right. 
And there's also, and another way I look at the right side, there's going to be probably 3 million used guns on the market in the next six months. <laughs> there's also that. So maybe you save your nickels and dimes and you'll be able to find some cool stuff. Yeah. Maybe I can buy some five, seven ammo freak. Yeah. Yeah. From a guy who paid a dollar 80 around for it. Yeah. Who realized he doesn't even have a five, seven. I was just going to say, um, I'll tell you what though, man, a, a P90 PS90 right now would not be the worst gun to have either. <laughs> no, they're cool. You know, you were talking about, uh, that, that guy that set up his nine millimeter. Was it ready gunner? Is that uh, lucky gunner, lucky gunner. So, um, I can't remember if it was Demolition Ranch or any one of those. They uh, they set up a Glock and a Roni, and that was his backpack gun. There you go. That's a good idea. And it was actually cool because he could still. It was no, it was uh, Black Scout Survival. That's what he did. He had his Glock 17 and it, you know, it with his holster and everything ready to go. Plus, he had the little Roni kit in the bag to go with it, so he could switch from handgun to little carbine setup. Um, which you're going to be more effective with a little carbine yeah. than you are a handgun. And you know, the trigger is going to be the same, you know, rolling through cause it's the exact yeah. same gun. And, um, that's not too bad, man. Not too bad at all. So, and, and they're kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. Do we have one at the shop? I forget or not. I forget. Uh, we used to, I don't know if we still do anymore. I hope so. Uh, cause that's what we had the, the Glock in. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, um, well, I will say too, if you want to hear about a specific topic of an episode, um, you know, we're happy to accommodate, let us know podcast at iishooting.com, uh, or hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at range minded podcast. Um, we've have, we have some exciting episodes coming up, some great ideas and some great people, um, that we're going to talk to. So, uh, stick around for that and, uh, keep, keep subscribed to us because we're going to do what we can to help you out and try to, uh, weather this, uh, storm together. Awesome. So anything else, hey, folks, you be safe. Anything else you got, Steve? No, I'm, I'm good right now. Great. Well, uh, T- I was going to say, take somebody shooting. Yeah. Take somebody shooting. And, uh, if you know, be a good steward of the second amendment, we'll leave it at that. So thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, be safe out there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.